0: the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, pregnancy-focused chiropractor, Dr. Elliot Berlin. My guest today is a former Broadway dancer and current fitness trainer. She is the creator of the powerful prenatal workout program, Baby by Simone, currently streaming on Informed Pregnancy Plus. She had her first baby at age 43, and she's here to share her story. Simone DeLaRue, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Dr. Berlin. <laughs> uh, it's
0: such an honor to have you and to also meet you for the first time. I've been hearing your name over and over again over the past many years from people who swear by you and how you've helped them, especially before, during, and after pregnancy. So we want to learn where all that magic came from. Let's start at the beginning. Where are you from originally?
1: I was born in England, but grew up in Australia.
0: So what does that make your accent?
1: I honestly don't know. I've been living in America now for 15 years and I have not picked up an American accent. So I don't know. I think I sound Australian, but I grew up in Australia. So I'd assume that I've got that accent still.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little sensitive to accents and I think there's unmistakable Australian, but there's also maybe a twist of the Brits. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, (laughs) so you're a unique person. You're a fitness everything. How did that start?
1: yeah so my previous life, I was a dancer, as you mentioned earlier on Broadway, I did that for eighteen years and then I got to the age of thirty six and I' decided that I didn't want to keep auditioning. I wanted to take power over my destiny and create my own business. And you know, I'd always danced all my life. I'd never really trained at a gym, you know, and people would say, oh, what do you do, you know, to stay fit? I was like, I just dance. And it was kind of like an aha moment of like, well, if I can bring my beauty and love of, you know, dance into fitness and help other women find that connection and that joy, because for me, doing cardio on a treadmill or on a bicycle, um, you know, or even going for a run was always quite tedious. But like dancing in a room for an hour, I was like, oh, this is expressive. It's creative. I'm, you know, having a great time doing it and didn't actually realize how great it was for my heart health, my coordination, you know, remembering for my memory. So that's kind of how the Body by Simone was born over 12 or 13 years ago. And so I left dance and moved into fitness and, you know, haven't really looked back since then. And I built four studios, I've got an online app and predominantly female clientele. And yeah, organically, each program that I've developed has kind of authentically grown from the stage that I was at in my life. And I know we'll probably dive into this deeper in a little bit, but, you know, I was a What do you call it when you're 43 and fall pregnant? advanced
0: maternal age, geriatric, (laughs) geriatric, uh, mama. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We've changed the language now, right? From geriatric to advanced. It still doesn't seem the nicest. No, no. And then, you know, that's how baby by Simone, we just changed the wording. um, That uh, program was born. Literally. Yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, Going back to the earliest stages, if you were growing up in Australia, is that where you started dancing and how did you get from there to Broadway?
1: That's a good question. So I started dancing in Australia. I actually did my very first musical when I was 18. I did Cats the musical. It was still one of my favourite roles to date. That was in Australia. And then, you know, as a dancer, you have a dream of London's West End. And I still have a British passport. So that was like the path of least resistance. It was easy to go to and do shows there. And then when I got to London and I performed there, and then I was like, okay, now my dream is Broadway. And so I had to work really hard to come over to the US, you know, and get a green card so that I was able to perform on Broadway. But it's like anything, when you reach that goal and you achieve that dream and you tick it off and you're like, well, what now? So, you know, it was definitely a long journey and I've seen a lot of the world through my love of dance and my career. Do
0: you have a favorite Broadway moment?
1: Gosh, there's so many, but I think I think probably my last show was Promises, Promises, was with a show with Sean Hayes and Kristen Chenoweth, and it was just such a great group of people. And the cast really kind of became family and some of us still, you know, quite good friends with, so that was probably, you know, a bittersweet saying goodbye to it all, but also, you know, leaving on a high.
0: It seems like an extremely rigorous schedule.
1: It is. It was like eight shows a week and you perform in the evenings and then you perform, you know, two shows Saturday, two shows Sunday. So you never really had a regular life. You know, everyone else was working nine to five and then you just start working. You know, you go to the theater at six and you don't finish till 11 and then you're winding down, you know, so I I don't miss that. And I have to say, I don't miss the auditions, you know, having to show up and hope that you're the right you know, the vision that the director has for that role, you know, I I don't miss having to go through that nasty audition process. Yeah,
0: So, I mean, auditioning in general just seems like a mind screw every time.
2: You
1: know, Uh being able to
0: (laughs) put yourself out there, knock on the door as if you're going to make that sale
1: Mm -hmm. with your A
0: game every time and then get a bunch of no's before you get the yes.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: Seems very challenging for most people. Okay. Do you miss the live audience?
1: Well, it's interesting because I, you know, with my classes at Body by Simone, I do one-on-one private training, but I also do, you know, group classes. And for me, there's still a performance element to it. You know, I'm still connecting to, you know, a group of women. So I don't miss the live audience because I still get to do live events when I teach exercise classes. So I still get a taste of it.
0: Okay. Do you miss the different styles of dance?
1: a a little. Yeah. As I said, like I'm 48 now. And I think about a lot of peers that I, you know, did theater with, or I was trained in classical ballet school with a lot of them have given up now and they, you know, they've let it go because you do, it's kind of, once again, you're a geriatric performer at this Mm. age. So I still feel very blessed that I'm able to move my body and use my body and still have that creative outlet and expression.
0: That sounds like you took a change just at the right time.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: All right, you had a baby. We're (laughs) going to take a break when we come back. We'll find out about that experience. Don't go anywhere.
2: I have an incredible offer for you for my friends at Needed. An astounding 95% of women aren't meeting their omega-3 needs. Omega-3 fatty acids, especially DHA and EPA, are crucial for both mother and baby. They support brain and eye health, maternal mood, immunity, and much more. But it can be hard to get enough omega-3 from diet alone, especially during pregnancy when many people are averse to eating fish. And if you've ever taken a fish oil pill, you know just how unpleasant that can be. That's why I'm excited to share that my friends at Needed have revolutionized the Omega-3 supplement with two different options designed specifically for mamas. An Omega-3 powder that blends into smoothies and a pill option that tastes like fresh, citrusy bergamot. Both are sustainably sourced from vegan algae, not fish. Both are great options for nausea and sensitive prone mamas. Needed's omega 3 powder is delivered in liposomes, nature's very cool way of protecting and delivering omega 3, just like in breast milk. Needed's omega 3 is clinically proven to be five times better absorbed than fish oil pills. The powder is mild tasting and it pairs great with Needed's prenatal multi powder and collagen protein powder in a daily smoothie. If powder isn't your thing, Needed's got you covered with those omega 3 plus capsules, which have a pleasant citrus flavor. Needed is sharing an awesome pre-order discount just for my listeners. Buy two, get one free on either Omega-3 option, powder or capsules. You can stock up on either one or try them both. With this exclusive discount, use code 3BERLIN, the number 3BERLIN at thisisneeded.com Put three Omega-3s in your cart, use the code number 3BERLIN at thisisneeded.com Buy two, get one
0: free. Welcome back. We are talking to Simone Delarue from Body by Simone and Baby by Simone. Speaking of babies, you Mm -hmm. had a baby and it sounds like your career, you know, you were very focused on it for a very long time. When did having a baby sort of become something you were interested in?
1: Yeah, I never really grew up wanting or wishing, t- you know, um, to have a child. It was just, I was so focused on dance, you know, from a very young age and then from dance then to Building Body by Simone. I was very ambitious. I loved to travel and, you know, my body was my tool and predominantly that was, you know, the thing that got me work and got me jobs. And then I think, I'm sure a lot of women could relate to this, At like the age of 40, you kind of have that moment of, oh my goodness, I'm old. And if I don't do it now, it's never going to happen. And I started to panic and think that I'd miss the boat. And so then I did, you know, my husband at the time, we're no longer together, but we, um, you know, focused on, you know, really trying to get pregnant. And, you know, like they say, when you take the pressure off and you stop trying is when you actually conceive. So, you know, when I hear now so many birth stories and so many different journeys of women and of my you know, female clients, I actually realized how lucky I was to naturally, and you would know this too, naturally fall pregnant at the age of 43, you know? So I do believe that it was a blessing and meant to be. And, you know, I just look at my little guy every day and just like, so, so glad that he's in my life. But I was so, so worried when I fell pregnant because, you know, geriatric pregnancy, I remember Dr. Rothbart, who I love dearly, my OBGYN, you know, going, it's gonna be okay, you're okay. Like, you know, this is women are doing it later in life now. And, you know, kind of held by hand throughout it. But, you know, as an exercise junkie, I was terrified to even jump on the trampoline. I was like, will it fall out? You know, all these crazy things. (laughs) Yeah. These crazy thoughts that you have, you know. So I was very, very cautious throughout my pregnancy you know, and you get to each milestone, and you're like, I made it, I made it. And then, you know, the birth story. Well, that's, I mean, how long have we got about that one?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we get to that, when you said you were trying, did you try also medical intervention, or you were just trying
1: naturally? Just trying naturally. And that was also one of my things. It's just like, I'm just going to try naturally. I mean, I set it out to the universe or spirits or angels or God, whoever you you believe in, and said, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I'm just going to try naturally. And if it doesn't happen, then I will, you know, accept that gracefully. And, you know, it's it's a huge financial cost. And at that time, it wasn't something that I, you know, could afford. So it's just like, let's just see what happens. And so, yeah, by the grace of God, I did fall pregnant.
0: And when you found out you were pregnant, did you already have a hunch?
1: Did I have a hunch? That's a good question. I did not... Because being a performer, being a dancer, and also being very active, you know, my periods were very irregular. My menstruation cycle was irregular. And so I was late. And I just thought, oh, well, it's just because I've been working out so much. And so I didn't really have a clue. And I remember taking the test. And that day, like an hour later, I had to film for my app for my fitness app, I had to film a fitness class. And I'm I remember taking the test and just being elated and shocked and terrified all the feels right (laughs) just like this is amazing oh my god this is happening and then I had to go and do film you know a live workout and I'm I'm sure I must go back and look at that but I'm sure I was just kind of glazed over with Uh. this like look of what (laughs) my life's about to change my life's about to change Mm
0: -hmm. so how were the different trimesters for you
1: I miss being pregnant. I loved it. It was probably the happiest I think I've been in my life. I know you hear stories of women that, you know, a lot of my clients have disliked it. They said, oh God, I d- didn't like putting on weight. I didn't like all the side effects. Like I loved it and embraced it. I don't know if it was the good hormones pumping through my body. <laughs> if you could bottle those and sell those, I
0: would,
1: <laughs> I would definitely be up yeah. for purchasing oh, them. No. Um but yeah, I loved it. I Short really did. Thing. Yeah, and it was fascinating just to see because I've danced all my life and because I've exercised all my life and very in tune with my body, just to see it changing in that way I just thought was, you know, really quite fascinating. Watch watch my belly grow and, you know, all the, the changes along the way.
0: A couple of things. First of all, you mentioned uh, the geriatric pregnancy a few times mm-hmm. now. So it seems to me, I'm not a medical doctor, but it seems to me that every person has a clinical health profile. And that includes pregnant people. And one of the pieces of data inside that clinical health profile is your age. It's the one you can't change. But it also seems like when you look at the other pieces of data and they all fall into the green category where everything is good, you don't have diabetes, you don't have hypertension, you're a good BMI, good body weight, then that age number matters less and less and less and move all the time. Anecdotally, we see people in their 40s having amazing pregnancies who are generally healthy people, and then sometimes people in their 20s and 30s struggling really hard who are generally not in shape or have medical conditions that sort of make it much harder. So you're advanced maternal age, but that, again, for you, that's just that one piece you spend your whole life keeping your machine strong and fine-tuned. So it seems like it would go better for you, and like it did.
1: Yeah, very much.
0: Did you have an immediate thought on how to approach fitness during pregnancy?
1: And this is where I started doing, you know, a lot of research and seeing, you know, what is out there for women, what advice, you know, what guidance. And, you know, a lot of the books that you read are like, you know, walk around the block or, you know, sit on a yoga ball or, you know, do a wall sit. All of this is great advice, but if you've been active your whole life, you're going to want to do more than that. And so I think it was kind of always frowned upon for women, like don't exercise while you're pregnant, you know, And so I wanted to find a happy medium, like a healthy spot where you could still be active. You could still take care of your body, still get your heart rate up, but also making sure that you're taking care of the, you know, the developing fetus inside of you. And that's where like Baby by Simone was born because it was from my own need myself of like, well, I want to push myself a little bit more than walking, but I'm not going to necessarily, you know, do a high box jump, holding a 20 pound weight or run a marathon, you know, so Yeah, I wanted to share with women that you can still move. And I've had my studios for 12, 13 years. I've just seen the constant churn of women come in and out, you know, so many clients who then find out they're pregnant, they work out throughout their entire pregnancy, and then obviously returning to exercise after giving birth. So that's why I did my pre and postnatal studies, just so that I was really, you know, up to date um, other than my NASM training, so that I could really guide and help women through this journey.
0: And for somebody who's not so fit, you know, or just exercises a couple of times a week, you know, healthy, but not like dancer fit, is baby by Simone appropriate for them or are there things that you would modify?
1: It's appropriate for all levels. And that's why I created it. And literally, like there's each trimester, for second, and third trimester. So you're doing more active activity in the first trimester. And by the third trimester, you're doing, you know, your belly breathing and your modified plank holds and things like that. So absolutely for all levels. I wanted this to feel inclusive. And I, of course, you know, it was approved by Dr. Rothbard, but it had to be, you know, something that could keep women safe.
0: Yeah, I'm so curious about filming it while you were super pregnant. Most people don't like to be on that side of the camera at that point. What was that like for you?
1: That's a good question. Um, it's because I'm, you know, so used to being in a, a bra toff and midriff and, you know, showing off my abs, my six pack. And here I am with this belly out to here and I can't touch my toes, but we really made sure that we celebrated this beautiful belly and, you know, glossed it over and gave it a bit of makeup and shine and made sure that it was really, you know, on show because I was you know, so proud of it. It's really interesting. There's been a Bit of a movement, I think, since like Rihanna, you know, she wears a lot of clothing with her pregnant belly out. And there's been a bit of a movement now that I've noticed a lot more women putting their bellies on show, you know, whether it's fashion statement or whatever. But, you know, we shouldn't be at home and hiding this. This is like beautiful, you know, let's get it out and display and, and normalize it a little bit more.
0: That's beautiful. All right, we're going to take another break and find out how you planned for your birth and how things actually went. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Welcome back. We're talking to Simone Delarue. All right, so a couple of years till you got pregnant, naturally, and then a very fit pregnancy. What was your plan for birth?
1: Ha ha ha, ha. <laughs> I get that a lot. I know. <laughs> of course, it was a natural birth, and I was going to be the warrior who, you know, I'm giving birth, and I'm doing this, and it, of course, it did not go to plan at all.
0: So you were planning to be in a hospital with a doctor.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: Doula or no doula?
1: No doula.
0: No doula. And that warrior, were you saying unmedicated mm-hmm. or vaginal or?
1: Vaginal unmedicated, that was the plan, yeah. Okay,
0: and was there specific reasons why those things were important to you?
1: Yeah, and this is the other thing that, you know, once, now that I have gone through this, I'm like, oh, like, why did I think that that was important? You know, the most important thing is that your child comes out safely, really, you know. But I think at the time, it's just because... Once again, I was always so connected to my body. I was always so physical for me. I just wanted to have that experience to feel what it feels like to birth. And so
0: But that makes sense. I I mean, yeah, I think always there's nobody who goes into labor thinking the most important thing is anything other than that. You both come out healthy, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of ways to get from point A to point B. And if you Mm -hmm. could sort of pick your path, there are different things that people would pick based on what's interesting or important to them. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that you aim for that, but that if there's a detour, you still end up at the same destination via different route, which it sounds like what happened to you. Did your labor start spontaneously?
1: No. So I had to be uh I think I was seven days overdue. So I was induced. And then uh, I was like 24 hours in labor and In the end, I had to get an epidural and then little Oscar's heart rate, you know, increased, elevated. And so it was an emergency C-section. And then the next thing I knew there, he was in my arms. So
0: I mean, was it a a scary emergency C-section or more like we should get this baby out now?
1: I don't think it was scary, but it was just like, he's coming out. We're going to get him out in the next half an hour. And it's like, okay, this is what's happening now. (laughs) You know? And at that point, you know, what I said before, all you want to do is just make sure your little bubba's okay. So it's like, get him out any way that you possibly could. But I remember apparently I said, cause you know, you're obviously pumped through it, full of drugs. And I said to <laughs> Dr. Rothbart, you know, as he's like, I'm going to make the incision. I'm like, be aware of my abs. Don't cut my abs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, did he preserve your abs?
1: He did a very good job. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's
0: the best of the best. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, do you have a conscious memory of what that was like in the abdominal birth?
1: You know, for me, the biggest thing, and this is what I've tried to say to women as well, that I've been so active, you know, my whole life, so in tune with my body, and then you have a C-section and then there you are, like after three days, go home and take care of your baby. And I couldn't even sit up, you know, I couldn't even walk. And it's like, how am I ever going to return to exercise? And I'm an active person. So once again, this is how then my postnatal program. So I've done, you know, lots of postnatal workouts for women returning to exercise after giving birth, because I actually think this is where the attention needs to be. So many women panic and say, oh, you know, finally I can work out again. And they come back too quickly and they get diastasis recti because they haven't allowed time for the abdominal wall to heal you know, or coming back from a C-section where it's even challenging to walk around the block, you know, at home when you're pushing the pram. So just becoming the awareness of that. But for me, it was such an aha moment. I was like, this is someone who is very, very fit. And I couldn't even, you know, lift my legs up out of the bed to get out of bed.
0: Wow. That also makes me wonder if earlier before you had your cesarean, I, as my time supporting people during labor, are you noticed the trend that more active and fit people tend to dislike the feeling of being anesthetized from the chest down
1: <laughs> uh, like
0: trapped in the body like your brain is like let's get up and move around did you experience something like that
1: i did yeah i wanted to like walk around and i couldn't so yeah it was very challenging for me because like, i can't just lay here like i need to move You know, it was like almost like a tribal kind of, you know, wanting to do like a dance almost, you know, during labor. Yeah,
0: like Uh, you see other animals do.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And then you said something interesting, which is that you're like, how am I ever going to work out again? And that's you, whose whole Mm -hmm. life has been active fitness workout. I hear that so many times to my postpartum patients, and I really think they wait sometimes, like you said, some jump in early, too early. And then some of them are just waiting for like a moment to strike them, like when it's time, but mm-hmm. then, you know, six months go by. And so I'm curious in terms of you, how did you manage to get back into it? And also if you have recommendations for others?
1: Yeah, I definitely took my time. I know um, for vaginal birth, you know, the recommended healing time is six weeks and for a cesarean C-section is eight weeks. But I didn't do any abdominal work, like absolutely no sit-ups or crunches or even planks for months. I really like slowly worked on my stamina and like um, walking and then I worked on my upper body and my lower body and I really allowed a lot of time for everything to heal. And I remember being terrified the first time doing a plank and just thinking, oh, my God, am I going to pop the stitches? <laughs> you know, <All> right, <laughs> like, what's yeah. going gonna to happen? So that's one of my pieces of advice to any of our postnatal mummies coming back. Please take your time, take your time. We always give modifications on how to do that because, you know, I've witnessed or seen a lot of women who you could put your fist in because they haven't allowed, you know, time for the abdominal wall to heal. Mm. So I would say don't rush into it. But also, you know, it's even just taking that half an hour for yourself because when you're a new mum, just everything is about the child and you have no time for yourself at all. Even while they're napping, if you're just doing some squats quietly in the corner or, you know, anything that you can just to try and reconnect to your body again and reconnect to yourself. And that's one of the things that I hear so many women say is they feel disconnected from themselves, you know. So just trying to find small little pieces, even if it's five or ten minutes each day.
0: You after pregnancy, twenty-four hours of labor and a cesarean birth, do you feel like your body has come back to its pre-pregnancy state?
1: it took me quite some time it really did and it was interesting to like the muscles so you know obviously when you're pregnant and your belly's growing and your belly's growing and so your pelvis you know moves and all of a sudden your glutes and hamstrings become more inactive because you're not using them anymore because your weight's this way you know or you're spending a lot of time sitting on your derriere and your tush and so for me that was one of the areas like I had to really focus on rebuilding my posterior chain, you know, my glutes and my hamstring again, that took a long, long time. My arms were easier because you're picking up your child constantly and lifting them and holding them. That's you know, built That's built in. Exactly. That's the one, <laughs> like I've got my weight here already, but yeah, it took me, I would say probably at least two years, you know, and Oscar's now four and I'm just starting to feel really, really strong again, like back to my old strength. So it definitely takes time. And then when I have clients who've had two and three and four kids, I'm like, how on earth have you done this? I really just kind of bow down to anyone that's had more than one child. Like you're a superwoman.
0: I bow down to anyone who's had even one child.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You are
0: also a superwoman. So in four years of motherhood, has that changed your outlook on life?
1: Very much. You know, I was saying to someone the other day, you think that it's our job to teach them, right, to be the parent and to teach them, but really they are to teach us. And one, I just never thought I would have such a love, like the unconditional love that I have for him is unbelievable. And now everything revolves around him. You know, I love my work and, you know, I'm still passionate about helping women and helping my clients, but he will always come first. He comes before anything now. And, yeah, I just... Part of me sometimes says, oh, I wish I didn't wait so long. I wish I'd started sooner so I could have two or three more. But life is how it's meant to be. And, you know, we're always exactly where we're meant to be. So I'm just grateful that I have him.
0: And he gets the benefit from all that concentrated love.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's a win-win.
0: It's a win-win. Yes. Okay. So when we keep talking about different workouts that you do, different programs that you have. Where can people find you, access you, either online or by app or in person?
1: So in person, for any Californians, I have one studio in Brentwood on Sunset and Barrington, opposite the Brentwood School. We have classes going morning and night. Um, I also offer private training, one-on-one training for anyone who's feeling a bit nervous about jumping back into class. Um, I also have my app which is Body by Simone, which if you have iOS or an iPhone, you can get it. Or if you have Android or you just prefer to go onto the web, it's www.studio.bodybysimone.com. I have thousands and thousands of workouts on there. There's like a library that you can go on to and choose can put a filter so you can put 10 minutes if you just have 10 minutes, so you can do 55 minutes. There's muscle groups and body type, you know, different areas. There's all the different cardios and strengths, and obviously the pre and postnatal. And of course, now on your streaming platform, you can get Baby by Simone.
0: Baby by Simone. I'm informed, I plus Simone, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for sharing your personal story. Thank you for all the incredible work that you do. For women in general, but also for pre and postnatal moms looking for how can I safely work out and effectively work out. Where can we find you on social media?
1: Uh, Simone DeLaRue official is my page. And then also body by Simone is my other fitness page. So between the two, you'll get a bit of Oscar love if you want to see cute kid pictures. <laughs> <laughs> i bet of a lot of Oscar love. Yeah, he's
0: adorable. Um, Thank you again. And to our listeners, if you'd like to find us online, visit us at informedpregnancy.com.